Hi, Georgie Gardner here with a special bonus episode from my interview with entrepreneur and founder of The Remarkable Woman, Shivani Gopal. Here, Shivani tells me why meritocracy is a myth. We also spoke about her new venture called Upstreet. Meritocracy is a myth because, and the best way that I can describe this is if meritocracy were real, Georgie, we would have far more Jacinda Ardern's, right? The thing I always think about is I look at a a lot of male leaders in our world Mm. and think, sorry, you're saying you got there by merit? (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to name names. No, no, you don't. But uh, I got some serious visuals in my mind and I I hope the listeners did too. Um, Indeed, if meritocracy was real, then because we have almost a 50-50% split of men versus women in the world, there would equally be that split of decision makers, of leaders of, of governments and companies. And we don't have that because meritocracy is not real. Meritocracy is bounded on a basis of bias, but also systemic injustices. And I say injustices consciously. Why do I say that? Because why don't we have as many um, men part-time workers as we do women? Well, because economically, most women end up making the decision that, well, because I earn less, I think it's the economic reason that I will, you know, I'll work part-time. Or men say to to their partners, well, I think economically you should work part-time because I earn more. But hey, men, why are you earning more? It's because of the male breadwinner biases, because of the gender pay gap. Or it's because in different industries, men are rewarded with higher salaries because of those biases. So systemically, women, you know, are taken away in terms of their power. And so the meritocracy simply doesn't work. In order to dismantle that, you must have quotas. If you don't, you're simply kidding yourself. You're simply kidding yourself saying, well, if women wanted to vote, they could vote. No. Women have equal rights to vote. That's why we had to mandate that stuff. That's why you've got to mandate those quotas too. You co-founded Upstreet last year, and that is a platform that lets people earn shares as they shop. It's a really interesting concept. Give us a little bit more of an understanding of that and what prompted it. What prompted it was, you know, through The Remarkable Woman, you know, it's a membership platform. People pay 39 bucks a month and, of course, they get access to our courses. And what I wanted to do at the same time was to have a loyalty element to it as well. Because, you know, I know that Christmas time, January time, you're probably all coursed out. You probably don't want a mentor. You just want to chill. (laughs) You just want a margarita because you've earned it and you just don't want to learn anything right now. And and I thought, you know, I want to add value to our membership. And so I, I set up this really cool thing also, I thought, called a purse power platform, which meant that women could download all these really cool coupons and get discounts from Woolworths through to Caltech, through to events. And I thought it was a really clever way of closing the gender pay gap at the coalface as well, because you're getting 5% off every time you spend. But what I learned was, and I'm a curious thinker, the entrepreneur in me, by being brought up in restaurant kitchens, it's the norm for me to think in a business way. And um, And I'm going, hang on, this is such a good deal. Women are telling me, how awesome is this? I can save 5% off my groceries every time, right? Why aren't they using it? And I'm going into the back end and I'm going, well, I suppose I can see why they're not using it. You've got to click to get into the Perth Power Portal. Then you've got to click to buy a coupon. And then you've got to click to transfer your 100 bucks, you know, your 500 bucks in. And also no one spends like that. I don't go to Woolworths and spend $100. My bill ends up being $102.59 or whatever, just whatever it Mm. is. Mm. And I went, you know, in order to, to do this right, you must go with human behavior. 
And you have to decrease friction because we live in a world, whether we like it or not, we're spoiled. And I love being spoiled as well. I love the tap and goes. I love the click to join with Facebook and click to join with Google. In fact, I must confess that when someone says, oh, we don't have PayPass, I go, you mean I got to type in my pin now? You know, like we're just so, we're so enabled technologically. And I went, we've got to make things easier. So I realized we must have an app. And it it can't be a coupon thing. It has to be you spend whatever you want to spend and you will save money with those brands. You've got to make loyalty easy for people. And then I started researching loyalty and I went, hang on a second. These big companies, they are burning some serious margin here trying to get loyalty from customers. And money in ways is pretty fickle. If I say five bucks here, I'm not going to thank you for it. You know, it's cool. I get some instant dopamine. Mm. But I'm not going to remember you for it tomorrow. But if you build my wealth, if you take me on that journey with you, then I'm going to remember you for it. And as an entrepreneur, I want nothing more than to build wealth for people. And we know that women have 50% less superannuation than men. A third of women have no superannuation at all. We know that women over 50 have a rising homelessness issue. I know from my time as a financial advisor that women are not share trading, not because they don't know how, but because they just don't have the inclination for it. They are so darn busy doing everything that they do. And don't take that personally. I used to have clients and anesthetists, you know, doctors and anesthetists who had no idea how to manage their money because you are experts in what it is that you were trained to do. And the wealth industry right now is set up in a way that has so many barriers to entry, they almost profit from making it hard for you. Those long comsec forms, those long e-trade forms, having to buy shares in parcels, what does that even mean? People are profiting off these problems, right? They're charging you big licks of money. And I went, gee, there's a massive problem here. We've got to solve this. And I went, wouldn't it be cool if people could just have a share portfolio by downloading an app without having to fill out a big clunky ComSec form or an E-Trade form, without having to buy shares in parcels, without having to, you know, do all the research. Wouldn't it be cool if you just earned shares in the brands that you spent with because you already know about those brands, you already know and love them? And that way, from the retailer's perspective, from the brand's perspective, your customers become your part owners. They're on that journey with you for life. And from a customer perspective, you are earning shares every time you spend automatically without having to do the research of share ownership. And so that's how I came up with Upstreet. And, uh, and it's been a journey ever since. We're, not, we're still in beta, Georgie. We've, we've, we're capital raising. It's been a journey. There are mornings when I wake up and I, I'm dry heaving in the sink going, man, do I really want this? But, you know, the universe, like I said, the universe will test you every single time when something is valuable and you've just got to be resolute and stick with it. Thanks again for listening to Drive, a future women podcast in partnership with Uber Eats, produced by Fancy Films. I hope you can join me again on Wednesday for Drive. And if you could, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss a single episode. See you then.